What is up, guys? Welcome to the Street Kings Pod, presented to you by Club VIP. It is your host, Fredo, once again today. We're on pod 10, going over topics 11.12 to 11.30. You know how we do these. We like to keep these short and sweet, nice and simple, 10, 15 minutes at most. So let's jump right into it, all right? Without further ado, first topic, 11.12. The T in the Lexus TX stands for throw up. Yes, it does. This car is absolutely disgusting. I don't know what they were thinking when they made this stupid thing. The grill is absolutely terrible. You buy a car of this stature, a car of this magnitude, a car of this price, you want something that stands out, something that people look at, something that people admire. A car like this is not one of those cars. This car goes against the grace, the big German giants, the GLS, the Q7, and the X7 as well. And to have a car like this does not compare to any of those cars. Interior, exterior, no way around it. This car is ugly. Top, bottom, inside out, terrible, terrible, terrible. Black looks too bland. It looks nice, but it looks too bland. The side is absolutely too bland. A car as big as that, it's very easy to make it look bland because you have bigger door panels. You don't do much curvature in the doors. Not a lot of lines in the body. It makes it very, very easy to make the car bland. That's exactly what they did. They made the car bland. Front, absolutely terrible, absolutely hideous. Not sure why most of the pictures are of this car's front end. It's the worst angle this car has. That looks absolutely terrible. I'm not sure Alexis was thinking with a color match grill. Color match grill maybe looks good on an economy car or a regular car, not a large, expensive car that you want to have presence. A color match grill just makes it look like some kind of car out of Fisher Price, all right? This is uh, not a car that should be worth the price that it's going for. Absolutely not, especially for a three-row SUV. Once again, color match grill was the worst mistake they could have done. This car does not look good at all. Just does not does not fit the appeal of the car. Does not fit the price of the car. It does not look premium. Does not look expensive. There's a reason why with the Germans, the bigger the number, the bigger the car is, the bigger the grill. Because the bigger the grill, the more present the car is, the more expensive it looks. A grill such as the one on a Lexus, color match, does not pop out. There's no premium to it. There's no kind of standout ability to it. There's no differentiating factor to it. It just does not make the car look good at all. It makes the car look much cheaper than it actually is. And when you're paying the money, that's not something you want to look for. And talking about cheaper than it is, the interiors are absolutely terrible. This is straight to Toyota and Lexus all across the lineup. We're going through a lot of Texas and, and uh, Toyota stuff today, so keep in touch. But <clears throat> I'll make something clear. Their interiors are absolutely terrible. <clears throat> Excuse me. The leather around... The leather surround around the gear shifter is absolutely small. You make a gear shifter and you put leather surround. A premium material such as that you want to add a little bit more of. You're obviously adding a premium material because you want the interior to feel premium. And so if you're adding a leather surround around the gear shifter, at least make it a little bit larger. The, gear sur- the leather surround around the gear shifter is just absolutely too small. I'd much rather have just a plastic surround. There's absolutely no point to a leather surround if it's basically an inch, not even half an inch all the way around the gear shifter. It makes absolutely no sense. And when you look at the pictures a little bit more, you know exactly what I'm talking about. House of plastic, once again, Toyota's, Lexus's, they're all the same. They don't even bother sugarcoating the plastic at all. They just give you what you think it is. You know it's plastic, you think it's plastic, and they give you plastic. That's all they do. The Germans, the competition, even Hyundai, a lot of the Koreans, they'll cover the plastics in a silver material. They'll cover the plastics in a shiny material, make them look like a material that aren't, but at least you have the illusion of a premium car. At least you have the illusion of expensiveness. Now, that's not a word, but at least you have the illusion of something a little more premium. But with the Toyotas and Lexuses, they do not sugarcoat any of it. They, you know it's plastic. You think it's plastic, and they give you plastic. They don't cover or coat their key any way, shape, or form. It's just a simple, bland-looking plastic. It doesn't even look like a high-end plastic. The car looks absolutely disgusting on the inside. I mean, when you're talking about buttons on steering wheels, buttons you're going to be touching 24-7. Or at least when you're retouching all the time while you're driving the car is what I'm trying to say. You want something that feels a little bit better. 
and this card just does not deliver it by any means digital gauge cluster new tacoma very nice digital gauge cluster this one not so much it's a previous gen not sure why a new three-row suv a new car from their company in this lineup in this segment of car has an older digital cluster especially when you're competing against the likes of you know the tuareg from vmw that's in europe you're competing against the gls the q7 i don't want to keep sound like a broken record here but the competition is very very big and it's very very strong and they should be pulling out bigger guns than that all right we're gonna keep moving on next topic is 11.15 the buicks are good looking cars no matter what you say these buicks are good looking good for those that may not know buick is a very very big and expensive brand very luxurious brand in china in china is a very luxurious brand a lot of the higher-end politicians, a lot of the celebrities, a lot of people have a lot of money, a lot of prestige. They tend to drive Buicks as a very sought-after car, unlike the United States, and there's a reason for that. These cars look good. I think they look good. We think they look good. The car looks absolutely beautiful inside and out. I love what they're doing with the LEDs. love what they're doing with the body style. Talk about bland body style on the Lexus. This is the total opposite. No bland body styles with Buick. A lot of curves, a lot of lines. Interiors look great. Great screens, great tech, great design. They just do not miss these cars, and they're doing really, really good. The turnover from, what was it, 2012 made with the Buick LaCrosse when that first came out, I knew it was going to be a new kind of hinge point for the company, and it was. And the cars look absolutely gorgeous now. Um, not much else to say. There's gorgeous cars. I really have nothing more specific to say. Look, I'm going to cut it short, guys. Not cut it short, but I'm going to cut myself off. What I'm trying to say... Street Kings Pod, at underscore Street Kings Pod, Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to follow us, or X now, not Twitter. At underscore Street Kings Pod. That again is at underscore Street Kings Pod. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. The reason I'm saying that, any opinions you guys don't like, any opinions you guys like and want to support, you don't want to support the opinion, make sure to DM us, make sure to comment, make sure to retweet, make sure to share, and we will feature you. You don't want to be featured, you can just comment. You want to be featured, you DM us, we'll feature you, we'll put your opinion out there, we'll ask the people what they think, and we'll go from there. All right, this is meant to be fun, this is meant to be a podcast of opinions because there's not a lot of opinions out there anymore. And so we're here to bring that back. Next topic, next date is going to be 11.17. As you guys know, 11.17 refers to November 17th, which is the date that this topic, this opinion was released. And so 11.17, the 2025 Toyota Camry just came out and we wish it never did. <clears throat> Clear my throat for this one because this is going to be a long one. What are they thinking? Who designs a car like this? A car looks absolutely disgusting inside and out. The Prius will never be cool. We went over that in Pod 9. This new Camry looks exactly like it. Not sure what they're thinking. I don't know where this is absolutely coming from. The Camry was the most sought after, most their best-selling car in their lineup. This is this is what made Toyota. This is when you think of a Toyota, this is what you think of. You think of the Camry. And they absolutely destroyed it. They absolutely gutted the car. All right. It's a gutter car now. The car looks disgusting. Not sure why they made it look like the Prius. For those who do not know, new Prius, new headlights, much newer headlights than anything before. They kind of have the curvature around the body now, and they brought the same exact thing to the Camry. And as if that wasn't worse enough, they also added a Lexus grill. So you have a Lexus grill next to Prius headlights. You kind of already know where this goes. The car looks absolutely terrible, absolutely trash. Interior, same old, same old. I went over when I talked about the Lexus TX. House of plastic, poor tech, bad tech, freezing tech. Transmission probably sucks again. Hopefully they redid the transmission. It's the only saving kind of hope of grace in this car. Uh, exterior looks bad as well. A side profile, I'm just going to say it, and you put them side by side, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Side profile is the same exact thing as the 2018 Camry. The side profile has not changed, and I cannot unsee it. The side profile on the 2025 Camry, no, is seven years past the 2018 Camry, is the same exact same side panel, okay? 
The side look is the same exact way. It is not different in any stretch of the imagination. Every inch is just the same. It's just copy and pasted. Not sure what they're thinking of. Seven years down the line, Hyundai, the Koreans are stepping up their game. Honda stepping up their game. Well, Honda doesn't really have much of a game to step up. They're just copying a bunch of the German cars. But besides them, you have Volkswagen, the ID7 that just came out, the electric car, the commuter car. Very nice, good looking car. I mean, a lot of competition. Got a lot of good looking competition out there. And these guys have just absolutely butchered it. I haven't even started talking about the back. The back is basically just a higher up Japanese version of the Tesla Model 3 Highlander. Those that do not know, the Tesla Model 3 Highlander came out. The new Tesla Model 3. They redid the exterior design. Apparently, it's just a facelift, but it seems much more than a facelift to, for uh, seems much more than a facelift to me. A lot of stuff has changed in this car, but anyways, that's for another topic. Basically, the taillights look exactly the same as on the Camry. The Camry, you've completely copied the Tesla. Tesla's copied Camry. Not sure who's copied who, but they look the same now. So you have Tesla, taillights, Prius headlights, and Lexus front grille. And the typical Toyota interior. As if it couldn't get any worse. The car looks absolutely hideous. I'm not sure what they're thinking of. I hope they just kind of put it back in wraps and release another two years after they redesign the whole thing. But as we know, this car will probably sell. Because these people don't buy for design, they buy for reliability. Even though nowadays, cars aren't as reliable as they used to be. Let's make one thing clear. When a computer on a car dies, the car dies itself. It doesn't matter how structurally integral a car. Okay, what I'm trying to say, it doesn't matter how reliable the mechanical parts of the car may be. It doesn't matter how mechanically reliable the car is. As soon as the tech dies, the car dies. The cars are now run on tech. They're basically just computers on wheels. And once the computer dies, the whole car dies. It doesn't matter how great, how expensive, how reliable your mechanical parts are tech goes the car goes and no one's really keeping on their car for 5 10 15 years the way they used to be and so the reliability is just not that big of a factor anymore these and they know this and this is why they're stepping up on their design and they should be fixing this design even more right the whole thing about toyota making boring cars and the ceo saying they don't want boring cars that's the only saving grace they don't have a choice but to make exciting cars because they've realized that the future is now all computerized it's all computers and so once the tech in a car dies the whole car dies and so mechanically reliable isn't the way it used to be, right? Because the car industry is slowly going to a more bland, more kind of deja vu type setting. I can't think of the word right now. But basically, everything's just turning into the same. All cookie cutter, all, all turning into the same exact thing. And the further we go into electrification, the less of a differentiating factor there is going to be between the brands. Right now, we're already halfway there. A lot of the tech in the cars, that's already been something that separates cars or has closed the margin between the cars, rather, because it doesn't matter how liable a car is, like I've said already 10 times, if the tech dies, the car dies. And Toyota's realized that, and that's why they're not making boring cars anymore. It's not because they care, but it's because they care about their company and making money, and that's what they need to do. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how liable your car is, if the tech goes, the car goes. And that's why they're making these cars more exciting. But what I want to bring this back to is if they're making the cars more exciting, they should at least make them look good. I mean, these little cars are absolutely terrible. The Toyota Cross, whatever it's called, the new Toyota, what's that stupid thing that came out? The Crown SUV thing. We went over that in the last pod. They just, these look absolutely disgusting and absolutely hideous. I'm not sure what they're thinking. But anyways, I'm just going to jump into the next topic. I'm not going to get ahead of myself too much. We're going to be complimenting Toyota. We're going to be switching gears. All right, this isn't all going to be about bashing Toyota, bashing the terrible job they're doing. But topic, this is going to be 11.29, I believe. Corolla GR Marizo Edition is legendary. Props to Toyota. We did give it props. This car is absolutely gorgeous. 
kind of flip the switch from what we were just talking about with all the bad decisions they're making. There are a couple good ones that they're making. They're bringing a rally card to the masses. For those who not like rally, I'm not sure what's wrong with you, but rally is a very high-end sport, much harder, much more uh, life-threatening than Formula One, despite what people like to think about Formula One. Much better uh, sport to watch, much more exciting than Formula One. And they're basically just bringing a rally card to the masses. For those who do not know, the Marizo edition did come out a couple weeks ago. Basically, it's just going to be out of a one of 200 unit special edition Corolla GR. So there's only going to be 200 that are going to be made. The car has a little bit more torque, shorter gears. So you get to shift through the gears a little bit more. Car feels a little more mechanical. And on top of that, they also have a rear seat delete. So you're saving weight, you're having shorter gears, and you're having more torque. I mean, for a car already as small and lightweight as it is, it's only a recipe for success. This car is absolutely legendary. It's going to go down in the books as one of the greats 10, 15 years out from now. And big props to Toyota for bringing a rally car to the masses. There's no other company that's doing that. They're basically on challenge. I don't think there's any other company I can think of right now that's bringing a mechanical, manual, naturally aspirated. I'm pretty sure it's naturally aspirated. I'm going to have to double check later. Rally car to the market. So props on them. Big, big props. I'm a big fan of this car. Really hoping it does well. I know it will do well. They're probably already sold out. Uh, and yeah, you know, we'll keep it at that. Next topic, another good praise to Toyota 11.30. The Tacoma looks pretty cool. Yes, it does. This car is amazing. For those that get trucks, you want something that's reliable, want something you can haul stuff around. I know what I said about the tech, but at the same time, a lot of these American cars, all right, a lot of these American trucks say whatever you want to say, but they break down much easier and much quicker than these Japanese cars do. They break down much earlier than the tech does. All right, I know I said that once the tech goes, the car goes, but a lot of these me- uh, American trucks, the mechanical parts are going far before the tech goes. And in some cases, the tech is going out even earlier. I mean, it's absolutely terrible what they've done. But what I'm trying to say is Tacoma looks great. We know it's reliable. We know it's going to haul ass. We know it's going to do all truck things. It's going to do truck things reliably and very well. Big fan of it. Good job on them. People have certain requirements, certain expectations for a pickup truck, and they're meeting them and exceeding them. And like I said, they did not try reinventing the wheel. It looks absolutely great inside and out. Talk about interior design language, that's how you do it. New digital gauge cluster, new screen, bigger screen, nice big knobs for your climate control, exactly like people wanted. And of course, there are big icons on the touchscreens are big because you're going to be using your gloves. Good, good truck. Big, big fan of the truck. Good power. They got rid of the V6, unfortunately. We're hoping maybe they bring a TRD version that has a little bit more power. We'll see how that goes. But for now, big props to Toyota. We love what they're doing. On these two cars, I'm going to stop it there. Only at these two cars. And the Lexus GX doesn't look too bad, but that's for another day. Anyways, guys, we said it once. Say it again. We like to keep it short. We like to keep it simple. 15 minutes, that's all we're looking for. A little bit more if we need to. But I don't want to listen to the guy talk for an hour and a half, so I'm not going to put you guys through the same ringer. Thanks for listening in. Hope you guys have been enjoying these pods. Once again, this is another improv pod, meaning I don't have any notes in front of me. It's not organized. I know you guys like the improv. The past couple podcasts that have been improv have done really well, so we're going to go that route. So I have no notes in front of me. This is all straight from the head. I just look at the topics and I talk. So I'm glad you guys are enjoying this. Make sure to stay tuned. Make sure to follow us once again at, at underscore Street Kings pod. That again is at underscore Street Kings pod on Twitter or X and Instagram. Make sure to comment, retweet, tweet. Subscribe, follow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And also follow underscore club VIP. That again is at underscore club VIP. And that is going to be your home for car content and news. So thanks for following along. Thanks for listening along. We'll see you guys in the next podcast. Peace, Kings.